Hey, welcome everybody. Welcome back to the Law Self-Defense Show. Of course, I am attorney Andrew Branca for Law Self-Defense, a modest-sized legal consulting and education practice that focuses exclusively on use of force law. I always forget to say that, but in fact, uh, I realize many of you are new to our audience. So that's uh, kind of who we are to all of you who are new. Welcome aboard. We're very glad to have you here. This is a, an impromptu live show. I wasn't sure I'd have the time to come back this afternoon, but in fact, after taking my wife to lunch and doing a, a modest half-hour hike through the Colorado foothills, I am back to talk once again about the attempted murder trial of Michael Barrison, particularly with a focus on the cross-examination of his primary victim, Lauren Carrickin. Canarick, hmm. Canarick, sorry about that. Uh, so for those who are not familiar with the case, uh, Michael Barrison was uh, a former Olympic athlete in the horse riding sport of dressage. Uh, that was some years ago. Now he's a trainer of horses and riders for that same Olympic sport. Lauren Canarick was interested in being trained by him. Uh, he invited her to his horse ranch, I guess it would be, uh, where he has his horses, provides instruction. In fact, he invited her to uh, live in a room in his house on the property. Uh, she brought her boyfriend slash fiance along with her. And from there, the relationship between Michael Barrison and Lauren Kanarek and her boyfriend uh, went insanely uh, toxic. Uh, she, by all appearances, evidence in court, her own testimony, uh, did everything she could to act as, as mean a witch as one could possibly imagine towards Michael Barrison, uh, purportedly with the deliberate intent of driving him insane, which uh, may have succeeded because ultimately Ma Michael Barrison uh, would shoot Lauren Kanarek twice in the chest uh, gunshot wounds, which she survived. So she is available to testify in court and uh, fired at her boyfriend, uh, did not hit him, but that got him two charges of uh, attempted murder as well. Of course, this was in New Jersey, so he got a gun charge as well. And uh, that's what the trial is doing right now. So if you see, and we will see uh, Michael Barrison uh, as the defendant in this trial, he certainly, his demeanor is that of an insane person. Uh, we see Lauren Kanarek on the witness stand on cross-examination, and her demeanor is that of an unbelievably hostile and malicious and sociopathic and narcissistic witch. Uh, yeah, so it is, in effect, a witch. <laughs> it would be a witch trial if she was on trial. She's not, of course. Uh, she's the complainant here. Uh, Michael Barrison is the defendant and respondent. Uh, so that's where we are in this case. And the, the defenses here are really, there's three possible defenses. Well, I guess three plus a wish, uh, two of the defenses would be what we call perfect defenses, which mean they, they would relieve Michael Barrison of all criminal liability for his, uh, for his conduct, for his shooting of Lauren Kenarek and shooting at her boyfriend slash fiance. Um, the first of those is the defense of insanity. But this insanity is a very high threshold for a legal defense. Essentially, Michael Barrison would have had to have believed that uh, he was shooting a Martian or a robot or a monster, not shooting a human being. 
that does not appear to be anywhere in evidence. It appears that he did, in fact, know he was shooting a human being. He might have been under incredible psychiatric distress uh, and pain because of Lauren Kennerick's conduct towards him, but it seems unlikely he meets the threshold required for legal insanity. If he were found legally insane, acquitted on the basis of insanity, uh, he would have no criminal liability. He would still be subject to indeterminate, perhaps lifelong, uh, institutionalization. He would not be released until the doctors uh, in charge of his care concluded he was no longer a threat to society, which could happen in a few months. Uh, in theory, I would suggest he's not really a threat to anybody who doesn't treat him like Lauren Kennerick does. Uh, but he could be in there forever. I mean, the doctors could say he's never safe to be released. Uh, so that's would be the outcome if he were found not guilty. He would not simply be released back into society if he were found not guilty by reason of insanity. The other perfect defense here would be self-defense. And by perfect defenses, again, I mean defenses that lead to 100% uh, relief of criminal liability. Uh, if his conduct was self-defense, then the shooting simply wasn't a crime. It was justified conduct. To qualify as self-defense, of course, it has to meet the five elements of self-defense. We summarize those for all of you in a, a free infographic. In fact, let me pull up our little infographic file here. I believe I have it. Hopefully I have it handy. There we go. Uh, so these are the five elements to make up any claim of self-defense, at least the maximum of five. Sometimes one or more of these elements is legally waived. It's not required. But for our purposes, and given that this is New Jersey, all five of these elements are required for a valid claim of self-defense. They are The elements are innocence, eminence, proportionality, avoidance, and reasonableness. Um, we list those in this infographic, which you can download for free. We don't charge a penny for it. It lists the five elements and provides a brief description of each. If you don't understand these, you can't possibly understand self-defense law. You can get this free downloadable infographic at lawselfdefense.com slash elements. Uh, in the event you're a law of self sorry, in the event you're a self-defense instructor of any kind, we do have a poster-sized version of this appropriate for framing in a classroom. You can get that at that same URL. That's not free because we have to print and ship those. Uh, but if a poster of this were of interest, again, you can get it at the same place, lawselfdefense.com slash elements. So these are the five elements that would need to be present for Barrison's shooting of Lauren Kanarek and shooting at her boyfriend to be legally justified as self-defense. In summary, he would have he needs to be able to articulate uh, a reasonable perception of an imminent unlawful deadly force threat from them in order to be justified in using deadly defensive force against them. I've seen so far no evidence of really any of those elements. Uh, certainly an opening argument by the defense, which I listened to and shared with all of you a couple of days ago, uh, the the 40, 45 minute opening statement by the defense spent maybe 95% of that time talking about uh, the defendant's emotional distress because of the conduct of Lauren Kennerick, um, and maybe 5% on the theory of self-defense without even really putting forth a robust narrative of self-defense. Uh, the defense mentioned, for example, that apparently Michael Barrison had been beaten um, and bitten by uh, the couple's dog but didn't even bother mentioning that whether or not this happened before the shots were fired or after the shots were fired, which obviously <laughs> would make a pretty substantial difference. 
Uh, and so far in the cross-examination, so earlier today we we watched the first hour of cross-examination of Lauren Kanarek by the defense. And again, there, there really was no substance on uh, self-defense, legal defense at all. Lots to do with how mean she was to Michael Barrison, uh, but you don't get to shoot people because they're horrifically mean to you, because they're bullies, because they cause you emotional distress. That's not grounds for the use of deadly defensive force. Uh, so... Yeah, I see in the comments, someone says, the beard makes you look like a recovering drunk. I feel the same way, but my wife likes it, so she won't let me shave it yet. So that would be uh, the legal defense of self-defense. So far, it does not appear to be particularly robust. Now, the state, now that self-defense is raised as a legal defense, the state does have to disprove it beyond a reasonable doubt. Um, but it doesn't look right now like that would be all that difficult to do. So I don't see either the defense of insanity or the defense of self-defense justification being particularly viable here. Those would be the only defenses that could lead to an acquittal. Uh, New Jersey does recognize the legal doctrine of imperfect self-defense. Uh, imperfect self-defense, unlike normal self-defense or perfect self-defense, cannot lead to an acquittal. Uh, but what it can do is mitigate what would have been a murder conviction to a manslaughter conviction. And generally, imperfect self-defense exists when the defender had a genuine, good-faith, subjective belief in the need to use deadly force in self-defense, but that belief was objectively unreasonable. It was irrational in some way. And it may be that Michael Barrison's mental state had degraded to the point where he did subjectively have a genuine, good-faith belief in the need to shoot Lauren Kenrick and fire at her boyfriend, uh, but that that perception was objectively irrational. In that case, if it's not objectively reasonable, it can't qualify for perfect self-defense, but it may still qualify for imperfect self-defense, and his what would have been an, an attempted murder conviction would be an attempted manslaughter conviction. It would be mitigated down. So that's possible. Uh, the fourth defense is not really a defense of all. It's kind of a wish, uh, and that is that the Lauren Kanarak and her boyfriend can be shown to be so unbelievable uh, sociopathic and narcissistic and so vicious in their emotional and psychological destruction of Michael Barrison, uh, that the jury simply out of sympathy will not convict him for shooting them. That can happen. The jury doesn't have to explain to anybody how it arrives at a verdict. Uh, so that's a possibility. It's not one I would want to count on, but perhaps that's what they're trying to do. Again, folks, I'm going to take this down, but this is our free infographic on the five elements of self-defense. And you can get that at lawselfdefense.com slash self-defense. All right. So that's kind of background on this before we jump into the video today. Uh, I will be happy to answer questions posed uh, if they are posed on um, the Law Self-Defense members page where this ought to be, ought to be streaming. Let me take a quick look and see if, oh, you know what? I may have messed that up. I think I forgot to set up the member streaming. Mm -hmm. Sorry, folks. Sorry, members. Uh, but I will post it up after the fact, and you can watch it live on YouTube or Rumble. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube live, you can comment. Uh, but if you'd like your, of course, comment to your heart's content. If you'd like your comment answered, to make sure it's answered, it needs to be a super chat form. Otherwise, it just gets lost in all the others. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, if you could do me a favor and pound, pound, good and hard. That's what she said. Uh, that subscribe button. Uh, we're, we are this close, this close to 30,000 subscribers. It's just, that uh, would be a nice threshold to reach sometime soon. So if you could hit that subscribe button, you need to subscribe to comment anyway. Uh, so that would be 
uh, greatly appreciated. If you could hit the like, thumbs up, leave a comment, all of that tricks the hostile YouTube alg algorithm into uh, letting more people know about our shows. So that would also be uh, greatly, greatly appreciated. So again, pound that subscribe button. Pretend it's the prom. All right, let's, uh, let me run my little intro and uh, then I'll mention our sponsor and then we'll dive into the video. So here we go. All right, here we go. Oops, that sounded awful. <laughs> I got to check the audio on that. Uh, sorry about that, folks. All right, before we jump into the video, I do want to mention, of course, our sponsor of today's content, which is CCW Safe. CCW Safe is a provider of legal service memberships, uh, what many people call self-defense insurance. In effect, CCW Safe promises to pay its members legal expenses of the members involved in the use of force event. And those expenses in a killing case can easily be hundreds of thousands of dollars. In even a case where all you do is display your gun in self-defense, don't fire a shot, don't hurt anybody. Uh, that checks all the boxes for aggravated assault with a firearm, good for 10 to 20 years in jail, and for tens, many tens of thousands of dollars in legal expenses. So if you don't have that kind of money stuffed in the mattress, just in case you're compelled to defend yourself or your family against criminal predation, it can be helpful to have a partner standing behind you with the resources you need to fight that legal battle the way you want it fought, as if the rest of your life depends on it, because it does. I'm personally a member of CCW Safe. My wife, Emily, is personally a member. They're by far the best fit for us out of all the companies that purport to offer similar services. Whether they're the best fit for you is something you can decide, but I would urge you to at least take a look at what they have to offer by pointing your browser to lawofselfdefense.com slash ccwsafe. And if you do become a member, you can use the discount code LOSD10. That's LOSD for Law of Self-Defense and the number 10 to save 10% off your first year membership with them. Uh, and finally, one other mention I want to make is we are hosting a series of webinars, free, 100% free Law of Self-Defense webinars, where we do a myth busting of self-defense beliefs, uh, false beliefs, common internet myths on when use of force is permitted and not permitted. Uh, we have a whole series of these, I think seven or eight of them over the course of the next four weeks or so. Uh, they're all the same, so you'd only want to attend one, uh, but they are limited to 100 seats each. They're 100% free, but they are limited to 100 people each. So if you're at all interested, I would encourage you to sign up for your free but limited seat uh, sooner rather than later, and you can do that at lawofselfdefense.com slash hard to convict. Again, I guarantee you these are going to sell out fast, folks. They always do. 100 may sound like a lot of seats, but it's really not given the size of the law self-defense community that we reach. So again, I would encourage you, if you want to participate in this 100% free law self-defense hard to convict webinar, just point your browser to lawselfdefense.com slash hard to convict. Okay, let's get to it. I'll pull up the uh, video of the, the second hour of yesterday's 
cross. Let's see, I believe it's this. It's not that one. It's not that one. It's this one. Here we go. And we'll open up with uh, with the judge, Stephen Taylor. And we'll step right into the uh, the second hour of the cross-examination of Lauren Kanarek by uh, defense counsel here. And again, what we're looking for from defense counsel, ideally, is either, well, we're not going to get evidence of uh, towards uh, an insanity defense because that wouldn't come from Lauren Kanarek. It would come from a psychiatrist, psychologist, and the defense does have those professionals lined up as expert witnesses for later in the trial. So we won't be looking for evidence of that insanity defense here. We'll be looking for evidence or at least questions about self-defense. Like, isn't it true you charged uh, the defendant, you beat the defendant, you sicked your dog on the defendant before he fired those shots at you? Now, the defendant, Lauren Kanarek, could deny that, but at least if the defense is asking the questions, they're pursuing the defense of self-defense. If they don't even ask the questions, th there's nothing there uh, to ask about. So we'll see what happens. By the way, I'm as naive to the second hour cross-examination as all of you. I have not seen this. Uh, so we're all watching it, or at least I'm watching it for the first time. I expect many of you are as well. Uh, I expect what we'll see is what we saw in the first hour of cross-examination, which is a lot of uh, questioning about how horrible a person Lauren Kanarek was towards this defendant. And she's not shy about it. She readily concedes uh, that she was about as horrific a monster towards this defendant um, emotionally and psychiatrically as you could possibly be. I mean, she was seeking to destroy him mentally, emotionally, and perhaps she did. Uh, I mean, ultimately he was felt compelled to shoot her. That's, that's pretty extreme. Uh, unfortunately for this defense, because someone treated you poorly, meanly, sociopathically, narcissistically, with malice, those things don't privilege you to shoot them. To be privileged to shoot them, they have to have presented in the moment you chose to fire that shot as a reasonably perceived eminent threat of death or serious bodily injury, one which you, in New Jersey, because New Jersey is a duty-to-retreat state, one which you could not avo avoid by withdrawing in complete safety. And I've yet to see any questioning, much less answering, uh, consistent with that theory of self-defense. So I think we'll hear mostly about how horrible Lauren Kanarek is. In other words, that wish um, either the imperfect, imperfect self-defense or the, the hopeful wish that the jury will perceive her as such a horrible person that they'll acquit the defendant based on that. Not something I would trust particularly. In any case, here we go. Let's see. Let me just get ready to answer the, uh, the next series of Super Chats. I'll pull that up now. Okay, none in yet. Good. I wouldn't expect any. We just, oh, there is one. Uh, contrarian. Yes. Okay. I do see. Uh, thank you for your additional super chat. I'm sorry. I missed your question at the end of uh, the show earlier today where we covered the first area about Blood Meridian by Cormac McCarthy. If I recall correctly, Cormac McCarthy wrote The Road. If that's right. I think so. Um, which I quite enjoyed. I thought that was very well done. I have not read 
uh, either visually or on audiobook uh, Blood Meridian, but on your recommendation, I will certainly check it out. So thank you very much for that. That's greatly appreciated. Uh, why live in New Jersey? Someone asks if you can't keep and protect yourself and property. Uh, well, you know, New Jersey is like many of these uh, hardcore uh, progressive anti-gun states. Uh, despite its reputation, much of New Jersey is gorgeous. Uh, it's beautiful country. Once you get out of the part that, uh, you know, buffers right up against New York where all the petroleum plants are. Uh, the coast is gorgeous. The uh, Around the Delaware Water Gap is gorgeous. A lot, a lot of it's just beautiful country, much like a lot of California is beautiful. Um, unfortunately, you got to deal with the politics if you live there. And part of the politics is uh, they'll make it very difficult for you to have a gun, certainly almost impossible for you to carry a gun in public for personal protection. And if you do use it, they're highly likely to put your use to the test in a trial, far more likely than in a state like Oklahoma or South Dakota or you know, Texas, although all those states have liberal cities too, that will conduct themselves uh, in their jurisdiction, much like New Jersey or California would. And uh, so that's just the reality. There's a reason I do not live in New Jersey or New York. I mean, there's, I've lived in both those states and I think parts of them are lovely and uh, not today. I mean, I barely hang on in Colorado. Uh, so always looking towards Texas. That's how it is for me. All right, folks, I'm going to go ahead and hit the start of this. And we're back with Stephen Taylor. By the way, when you hear all the paper rustling and the heavy breathing and the pen clicking, that is not me, okay? That is this judge doing all that right in front of his microphone. It's maddening. There's nothing I can do about it. And it tends to drown out the other parties in the trial. So I have to do what I can to uh, try to maximize uh, the volume, which can... Sorry, it can be somewhat annoying, uh, but I'll do my best. Uh, all right. Here, yeah, Long Beach. Kevin McCulley mentions Long Beach. Uh, I have family that lives in Manahawkin, which is right down the street from Long Beach, and it's gorgeous. It's beautiful there, right, right on the coast. Absolutely beautiful. But it's New Jersey, so you deal with New Jersey politics. All right, here we go. Again, the cross-examination of Lauren Kanarek, who uh, moment, appears to have intentionally driven this defendant mad, which um, is terrible, but uh, does not privilege him to use deadly defensive force upon her. Now someone's using tape, for God's sakes. Uh, maybe we'd like to live in a world where you were privileged to use deadly force against someone who's maliciously trying to drive you insane, as appears to be the case here, but we don't live in that world. There's the defendant in the lower right. Uh, his demeanor in court is oh, that of an insane man. person. I'm not a I will psychiatrist. Examination by Mr. Belinkus. Thank you. Go ahead, sir. Belinkus is the defense attorney, the guy with the New about, Jersey I'd like hair. To talk to you about these tape recordings. Um, on August third, Michael Barrison calls 911 and the police arrive, correct? Well, yeah, I'm assuming yes. And after they talk to him, they come and talk to you, correct? I should mention in the first hour across this uh, defense attorney came across as incredibly weak, a very poor control of the cross. 
asking uh, poorly formed questions that provide too much wiggle room uh, to the uh, witness. It's uh, it's just not a good criminal defense job here. Did they ask you any questions as to how you were doing this? Um, I don't recall. I just remember something about just make sure it's something that you own because oh, make sure it's not attached to a phone or a living residence because that could be considered wiretapping. And I said, no, they're not there. It's on some place. So this uh, witness, uh, Lauren Kanarak, who had been the victim of the shooting, uh, she had set up recording devices around this horse ranch, I guess, uh, to record private conversations. Uh, If you did that in a place where the people recorded had an expectation of privacy, it could be illegal wiretapping, a crime in and of itself or on their phone. Uh, but if you do it in a place where there is no expectation of privacy, a, a, a barn open to the public or open to many people, uh, then arguably it's, it's a permissible recording. Also, I presume that New Jersey is a one-party state, meaning, uh, I don't mean political party, I mean only one side of a conversation has to be aware of the recording. Uh, there are states that are two-party states where both sides of the conversation have to be aware of the recording for it to be lawful. Fine. By the police, if you frame, it, if you frame the question that way about what the police said, it's fine, but not, not anything further than that. So the police told you you can't record in someone's private areas, correct? In someone's like private home or like you can't bug a phone. So this was so, a ranch with multiple buildings. Uh, buildings. There was a residence where she and the defendant lived and he had allowed her to live. How and where uh, when he allowed her to live there, it's almost impossible no, in New Jersey sort of like to uh, get rid of a tenant once you've allowed them to, to move in. He tried to have her, well, he asked her to leave many times. I I I think the day or the morning of the shooting, he tried to, he finally filed eviction papers, but even then it could take months. But then there were other buildings. There was a barn, there was a clubhouse. All of those generally open to anybody on the property. So arguably that would not be an area where you would have a reasonable expectation of privacy and therefore recording would be lawful. And what the circumstances were behind them. I believe so. Who? 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 What? Who? Did you talk about these recordings about in the prosecutor's office? I know it was in their office. I'm sure. Just I. I, I sometimes cannot uh, understand this lawyer's um, questions. I mean, the just, multiple uh, pronouns, uh, the compound structure. Um, I'm not sure he knows what he's I trying to get. Whoever else in their office. Did you tell Christopher? up. I didn't go further. Right. Did you way. tell Christopher Shelhorn? Where you planted all the recordings that you made. And of course, the problem with compound questions, which should are really not permissible anyway, uh, but the problem with them is one, you don't know what part the the witness is answering, and two, the witness can answer in the negative to one part of the compound question and then appears they're answering negative to both parts and and still not be lying under oath. That you did record conversations. In a private residence. No, that is not a fact. Did you record conversations in the clubhouse? No. Did you record conversations in 
either the residence and this is ridiculous he has the recording the stable area where he at least the only recordings that will all the recordings that are in evidence this guy has them he should know he never lived in the stable area if there were recordings in the clubhouse or in the residence so he knows the answer is going to be no so why is he asking these questions but yeah your second the second portion of your um i guess questioning the second portion of your question because it's another accurate. compound so question just poor form again michael barrison never lived in the stables well he lived in the club area correct which is separate from the stables correct. to be clear and correct. is it your sworn testimony mm -hmm. that you never recorded any conversations in the club area that's correct unless it was recorded on our person and it's one of us speaking and we were in the club area which we were not during that time so i would have to say yes it's correct that there was no conversations in the club area recorded great i've been provided over 70 recordings okay where were those recordings made my locker every single one um no not every single one somewhere in our own house this is the woman um, that got shot somewhere in Shot twice know, in the chest. They were there. I know where they weren't. Uh, now, interestingly enough, she it may be she got shot locker. with ball ammo because hollow point ammo is illegal in New Jersey. Not for the police, of course. The police are allowed to have it. Uh, Again, normal human beings are not allowed space. to have hollow point mm -hmm. ammo in New Jersey. So it's it's quite possible that she was shot with ball, which would help explain why she was shot twice in the chest and survived, because the rounds almost certainly would have just passed straight through, unless they hit her eyelashes, of course, and then they would have stopped right there. I mean, present during the actual conversation. Yes, you're asking if there's conversations that happened while we are not in the actual stable area. Yes, there were conversations that happened during that time. Correct. Okay, and you've indicated that you didn't do that in the club area, correct? Yes. How about Michael Barrison's private office? Did you or Robert Goodwin ever put a recorder in Michael Barrison's private office and record private conversations? No, his office is in the clubhouse, in the club area. And it's that's a separate room, correct? Sorry, say, say it again. I missed his office is a separate room from the club area, correct? His his office is literally inside. Oh, Vincent the club area. says he lives in New Jersey, door, and Hollow Point is readily available at every gun shop. That's good and to know, Vincent. Maybe they changed the law. Also, their living area. Again, yeah. I, I don't claim to have great expertise in gun area. law. When I lived in the New York, New Jersey area, locker, which admittedly was quite some time we ago, Hollow Point was illegal for civilians. So but, uh, again, perhaps question, perhaps it's changed. I'm sorry, that I'm maybe confusing. Okay, so again, in a roundabout way, you answered my question. I'm just going to ask you specifically, mm -hmm. irrespective of how the room is positioned, did you ever secretly record private conversations in Michael Barrison's office? No. If you don't have a recording in hand of her doing that, asking her this question simply opens the door for her to say no and makes you look silly. Um, Ms. Panarek. Yes? Who got this recorder? 
Um, my boyfriend ended up buying it. Rob Goodwin, correct? Yes. And uh, when did he get So married? the boyfriend was shot was at. He wasn't hit, but August he was shot at. And so that's at the second count of attempted murder. From Amazon. August 31st? I'm sorry, July 31st. July 31st. And arrived next day? I believe arrived the next day, correct. Amazon Prime. And so Overnight. Is it your recollection that over 70 recordings were made from that point on to the time of the shooting? There are two devices, I believe. I could be wrong. Um, I don't know how many recordings there are, but there could be a hundred. Still, the fact remains, and this is where they were not. They were in my locker. They were in the house that we were living in. We were talking to ourselves. We have that on board. Where they were not was in anybody else's living quarters, including the club room or any other living residence in the farm whatsoever, unless that living residence belonged to a horse, which it didn't. It was in my locker. End of. You just mentioned that there are two devices. Correct. At least, I, I believe so. I wasn't in charge of them. Okay. Who was in charge of them? My boyfriend was in charge of them. But okay. we both they, knew where they were. Okay. And you were the one instructing him where to put the device, correct? We would discuss it together. It was, it was no like I'm instructing him or he's instructing me. We had a specific reason for them, be, for my wanting them to be in my locker. A very specific reason. Well, I guess he had a reason too, but nevertheless, like I said, that's that's where they were put. A locker which I was paying for. Did you turn over did. both of those recordings to the prosecutor's office? We turned over everything. I was sh again. I was shot and dying. The police collected what they collected. I was in a hospital for three weeks, in a coma for four days. I don't know what happened during those time during that time. But certainly, I had no knowledge of what the police were doing or any other office was doing. But I do know that we turned over everything that we had because it was taken upon search and seizure of the crime scene um, that, unfortunately, your client committed. Okay. Now, with, with regards to When you recorded something, did you bring it back to your house and listen to what? Yeah, the, the, the judge is interrupting Sometimes. where he's issued orders that certain lines of How questioning are not permissible or where the defense lawyer is referencing evidence that's not admissible or where uh, he's asking compound questions where it's impossible to get a coherent answer out of the witness that the judge is supposed to make sure the judge is really serving the jurors trying to ensure the jurors get some kind of coherent maybe true maybe not true that's up to the jurors to decide but coherent testimony out of these witnesses if you're asking incoherent questions the judge is certainly within his rights to speak up to compel clarity of the questioning so that we have clarity of what um, the testimony is on those audios so I can have a moment judge uh, this guy's just lost
I mean, you know, he could he could lose this line of questioning to this narcissist, this sociopath, and still have been a good lawyer. Unfortunately, not being a good lawyer makes it a lot more likely you're going you to lose on this line of the cross. The porch? I'm not sure which porch you're referring the to. The porch in front of the stables. Porch of, no, the porch, no. Like I said, and I just I don't mean to sound like I'm being rude or repeating myself or anything not, like that. Not, don't worry about I just want to let you know. The only place that the recorders were ever placed in that barn area at all was in my paid-for locker. That's it. Otherwise, it was on our person or in the apartment that we were living. And that's it. Wonder if that bailiff eats at Jersey Mike's. Looks like he eats at a lot of Jersey Mike's. Now, whose telephone number is nine seven three? Oh, please tell me you know the answer to this question. Seven seven zero three. My father. And that's one of the persons that you claim gave you a legal opinion with regards to reporting. <laughs> the bail is at attention now. One of the people. Like, and again, I said, I don't really remember which said what or who said who. Okay, but I certainly spoke to my father a few times. And do you remember your dad saying on August 2nd, 2000, objection has to do directly with this issue? Judge what does it matter? It's still the rules of evidence. Is yeah. that a hearsay statement? Judge, I, I believe it's, it's permissible to impeach her. There's a discussion with her father regarding admissibility. I mean, isn't this what we discussed at the break? No, Judge, this is a specific statement which contradicts what she said. Approach the bench. That was that click was the judge turning off his microphone. Why he can't leave it off all the time, except for the 1% of the time he's saying something, is beyond me. Oh, ba 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 ba. Any super chats? Let me take a look. None I haven't already answered. All right. All right. Hold on. The, the objection's overruled. So go ahead and ask the question in this one area. Mr. Director, your father's number is 973 713 7703, correct? Correct. Did you have a discussion with him on that day with regards to the... On what day, sorry. Yeah, that, that hasn't that, been made clear what August, day it is. <laughs> August 2nd, 2019. It's like using pronouns. It's at 9.24 ridiculous. p.m. With regards to him questioning the admissibility of you making these recordings. Um, yeah, but he's questioning the admissibility rather than legality of it. Then I'm guessing probably spoke of 
whether after these recordings have been recorded, whether or not they might be admissible in a court of law, since you just mentioned the word admissibility. Hey, for law self-defense members, it is streaming on the I membership site. Talking so, about, like, uh, is this legal? Is it not legal? We may have been. Maybe the, I think the, the real crux of what we're discussing, okay. just like you said a minute ago, the admissibility of it. Should be working. Meaning, will this be admissible at a later date? That's what you're asking, which it seems to me that is. But they're okay. wrong. So. All right, you folks, were, uh, for those of you coming in late, uh, if, if you just you put your questions in the comments, they get lost. In the, there's hundreds and hundreds of comments. Um, so if you, if you remember, have a question you want me to answer, make sure you put it in super I mean, chat really form. Not that so I can, uh, YouTube allows me to pull those up separately. Your boyfriend, Robert Goodwin, had given your father a number of these texts, and you were aware of texts, uh, recordings, and you were aware of that. So on August 2nd, like I said, it was ordered the morning of July 31st. They arrived probably the next day, if we're lucky. So by August 2nd, I can't imagine there would have been very many recordings by that time. So I don't know what he could have sent in that one time, like time period, or like a small period of time to my father. But I can't say he hasn't, so maybe he did. I honestly don't know. It wasn't me, but yeah, okay. and, if and, it happened. And when you use the term admissibility, yes. that had to do with the lawsuit that you, your father, and Robert Goodwin were talking about filing against Michael Barrison, correct? Um, probably. So they were threatening Barrison with a lawsuit, threatening to take everything he owned, destroy his life, uh, ruin his reputation, and they were they were doing things to, towards those ends. I mean, these were really, really horrible correct. people. Uh, again, space, none of yes, that, none of that justifies the, the uh, use of deadly show, force and self-defense. And none of it appears um, to have driven him literally insane um, in the legal sense, meaning that he did not know that he was shooting at human beings. Michael was to take me to a show, the one we were discussing earlier, um, in Socrates, New York, called Hits, Hits on the Hudson, and we wanted to have surveillance in the house for when we went away, since there was tension on the farm, you know, people going back and forth with their moods and tempers. So all I knew is I had a show, we wanted to have surveillance in our house that we were renting, and we had cameras, blink cameras, I believe, um, in the house for when we were not home. That was the purpose of them, so yes to that question. And when you say or said in certain posts that you have eyes and ears everywhere yes. that can't be protected, where were the eyes? Are those the, the eyes are in, the, in our house, which if no one's living there, why would they be protected unless someone's coming in? It shouldn't be. <laughs> well, presumably this lawyer passed the bar. Just like every other lawyer, it's a pretty low threshold, folks. A good friend of mine, also, um, she is one of the best international for sales people, maybe on the, in the world. And I purchased three of my international competition horses from her, um, and we just were very good friends, and also a business friend as well. Okay. Now, when did you get these? Uh cameras that you're talking about i didn't get them um my boyfriend did i don't remember what date but somewhere around the same time as audios 
Same somewhere, time, that would be after somewhere, the, somewhere around the. Same I don't think time there's any advice that uh, sure someone that. mentioned in the comments no, that, sure that they believe that That's in, in other sure trials I've covered okay, uh, many with uh, Nick Riceda uh, that like, appeared the defense was actually uh, aware of our commentary and analysis because they appeared to change their well, strategy in the courtroom uh, to reflect 20th, some of our suggestions. Uh, I don't think there's anything I could suggest to this lawyer that he would be able to implement in a productive way. I think I think if the intention is to refresh her recollection, which she's saying she doesn't remember, she could sure, certainly be shown something to see if that refreshes her memory. But I don't I think, think that's the way to do it. To this defense lawyer keeps trying to testify. He's trying to get things into um, into evidence before the jury that have to be brought in in a particular right, way. A witness on the stand has to testify to them. He can't, the lawyer can't the testify. Of, uh, He's not supposed to testify. April 20th, 2019. Thank you. I'm gonna ask you to look at item number 9311. April 2019, did you say? Yeah. Nope. Okay. And ask for you to read that. Um, just I, read it to yourself. Oh, okay. Just to refresh so your just memory. Just a little yellow post-it thing? No. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> just just point it right out to a judge to say something. Yes, go ahead. Point it out where you wanted to read. Okay. This is to Rosanna, correct? Yes, this is you talking. Yeah, her very yeah. verbose responses on cross-examination, which should, in a perfect trial, the cross, the answers should be yes and no answers. Um, maybe uh, you draw out some color from a witness okay. if the color right. would be favorable to your defense. You uh, but allowing her to give no, these said, lengthy, verbose, friend, uh, narrative answers so, just diffuses all the energy out of the defense. So you cross. lied to your friend about purchasing cameras because yeah. you thought justice was a threat. Justin was a threat. Yeah, We're, I feel like she was worried about me to make her feel better. I said, "Don't worry, you have cameras. We fine." We later did get cameras. That wasn't until months after. But you'll agree that there was a text message between you and Miss Williams where you indicated on April 20th, 2019, that you bought cameras last night to plant in the Just a Blankus. You just refreshed a recollection. And, and that, I know, Judge I know, but and that now, now I'm impeaching you with her, her recollection because it says here they play. Well, no, don't, don't, don't read it. That's the whole issue. Okay. <laughs> you use that to impeach her credibility, right? Yeah. And, and refresh her recollection. Right. And you're saying her last statement that she said is not accurate yes. about what's in there? Yes, Judge. Absolutely. Did you tell her that you planted? She just said she did say it, but she didn't mean it. And the barn. Is this the thing you just showed yes, me? Judge, it, it doesn't say the apartment. It says our apartment. Yes, exactly. Our He's apartment. leaving out key words yes. every time that he reads these text messages Judge, to the witness. All right, Mr. Mr. Shellhorn, if you have an issue... Shellhorn is the prosecutor who was just speaking, the 12-year-old. Uh, I, I, I understand, but just say you want to be heard at sidebar. 
And you have to make sure you read everything accurately. Yes. On that day, to Miss Williams, did you say Justin is a threat, a big one? We bought cameras last night at Home Depot to plant in the barn and in our apartment so we can always see what Justin is doing and saying. Yes, I said I wrote that. I lied to my friend so she wouldn't be worried. There was a situation with Justin that she knew about. I didn't want her to worry. I just told her, don't worry about it. Got cameras, handles, and that was it. Now, at some point, you know that Michael Barrison knows that you're recording him, correct? Yeah, but uh, for those Five who are asking, later, I, I might, later. I might do, uh, I probably will do today's cross-examination of this witness because, believe it or not, we're watching the second hour of this. Uh, that wraps up yesterday afternoon uh, when the court uh, adjourned for the day. Uh, it continued this morning, so there's even more beyond the two hours here. More uh, cross that happened this morning. I'll probably cover that tomorrow. I mean, I got to be honest. As I said earlier, I'm probably scaring my audience. I don't expect yes. it to get Just better. Say, I don't understand. Can you rephrase? Okay. Yes, right. I'll rephrase it, Judge. Right. I think you should. Go ahead. You, at some point, you buy cameras, correct? Yes. At some point, you start tape recording private conversations, correct? She disagrees with private. Yes. Tape recording, private conversation. Yes, I guess that would be an accurate statement, yes. Okay, and at some point prior to the shooting, mm -hmm. after you started tape recording private conversations, you became aware that Michael Barrison <laughs> believed or knew that you were doing that to him. Um, I'm guessing I told the police. I'm guessing. I don't know. I don't know what he was aware of. I have no way of knowing that. Sorry. Uh, folks, I can't cover today's proceedings tonight because one of my daughters has a recital tonight. So I'll um, be at the recital. August 5th, two days before the shooting, did you tell your father in a text message? And I confirmed for sure that they know we have a bug in the barn. Did you make that statement to your father? Probably, yes. It's in a text message. I've, I made the statement. You're asking, did I make it? I'm asking you. Rather you, than someone else? I'll show you this. Okay. Uh, 100C8. Specific item 42. Mm -hmm. Please look at this specific text. This video is from yesterday, folks. So uh, if you're asking in the comments if, if there's court after this, uh, the answer is yes, that court is today. Uh, this was the last uh, hour or so of court proceedings yesterday, March 30th.
Yeah, I just, I mean, I'm speculating on this point, folks, but I just have to believe that Michael Barrison yes. did nothing no, to vet this woman before he invited her to live on his property. Because people like this don't suddenly become sociopathic and narcissistic and witches when they turned 41 years old, which I believe was her age when this uh, shooting occurred, when these events occurred. Uh, she's assuming she is as she appears to present herself here. Uh, she's been this way her whole life. Uh, Everyone she's ever interacted with would know her as this, this person. So I figured probably asking anybody with in, previous exposure to her would have revealed to Michael Barrison that this, this was a toxic person to allow to live on his said, property. We uh, so I, I have to believe he simply didn't ask him. I didn't know what Michael was thinking or what was actually told him. What did you mean? my father here in text message. So what did you mean when you used the word and I confirmed for sure? that they know we have a bug in the barn. What did you mean by the term confirmed for sure? I meant that I told a police officer, meaning that I figured that if it were some problem, they would know about it. Even if it weren't a problem, they might tell. Like, no, like, police protocol. So it was just an assumption. I was writing to my father, again, in... The context of that I've been to recitals before, as every father that has. It would make sense uh, to say that. Yeah, what can I say? It's an elementary school recital. It is what it is. <laughs> so let's go back to July 25th. Okay. Uh, so there has been a, a suggestion, an opening statement by the defense that there may have been drugs involved uh, regarding Mary uh, used Hoskins by this woman, her boyfriend, someone uh, in their um, residence, because there was uh, uh, byproducts of Suboxone found in their trash. Suboxone is, uh, I forget exactly what it is, but it's, it's something uh, taken by, uh, I believe, opioid addicts in place of the opioids to relieve withdrawal symptoms. Something along those lines, consistent with July drug use. July 25th. Okay, I'm just confirming how many days later I was killed. But that still, of course, does not justify him shooting. By the way, did the prosecutor ever ask you for the receipt from your Amazon account? To determine when you got those recorders? I wouldn't know. Like I said, I was in a coma for four days in the ICU for three weeks, unable to speak because I had a ventilator shut down my throat. Okay. And after that, I was on so many pain medications, I really couldn't communicate with anyone. <coughs> so I have no idea what was said or done. Like, my life was almost ended. Do you recall saying words to the effect that... Uh, it turns out once a home wrecker, always a home wrecker. Were you referring to Mary Haskins? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Did you then say words to the effect that then I mean they they went through all this this morning with the lawyer reading the these very toxic wife, social media posts, very wife, hostile, very bullying, very to uh, tormenting uh, towards this defendant yep. and towards yep. his girlfriend. Uh, I know them all. And and this right. this yeah. witness just says, "Yeah, I said all that." Did you say and, and basically that, in essence she's saying, "Look, these were social media posts." I'm paraphrasing here, but her demeanor is. Look, yes, these were social yeah, media posts. Social media is for talking and, and shit about people. So I was talking shit about them. So what? Jealous of you? Um, I think she was jealous of a lot of people. 
and it was just an insecurity that she had. That was that was my belief. Yes. Yeah, the only three people who could testify to the actual events of the shooting, the 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 actual circumstances around the shooting are the shooter, the defendant, Michael Barrison, this woman who was shot, Did Lauren. Did you say later on in that the heck, I keep forgetting how to pronounce her name. Canaric, uh, and her boyfriend, who was also present. Obviously, war. two of them, Canaric and her boyfriend, are hostile to the defendant. Mr. Belinkus, when you characterize something, don't you characterize it. That's what it says. It's wrong. No, no, no. Before that, you're saying who she's talking about. Okay. You're not testifying. No. She is. Okay. Ask her that question. Understood. The previous statement that I read, you were referring to Barrison and Mary Haskins, correct? Can you read the previous statement again, so I'm sure. What's to stop him from straying again? Here's where paranoia and jealousy set in. Yes, that's a statement that I wrote. You wrote that, and it's about Barrison and Haskins, correct? Correct. And then soon after that, you basically make a statement, and correct me if I'm wrong, where you say it's war, correct? Yeah, probably. I'd say so. And, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but going to war was against Barrison and Mary Haskins, correct? So, yeah, first of all, going to war is a metaphorical statement. Um, but even if it was an explicit threat, so I'm going to kill him know. in the text message. Sure, that's only sure relevant if she later actually tried to kill him. Absent the overt physical act of trying to kill him, the earlier threat by itself is meaningless. Words alone are not sufficient to justify use of defensive force. If there is an actual attempt to kill, then the earlier threat is relevant because there's but versus the overt act. Now, God, this judge is smiling at this witness. Like he doesn't know that's a rattlesnake sitting in that witness chair. Because it's Facebook judge. No, 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 no. Just focus on the issues and and the issue how many times mr blank is is not everyone Understood. so what other people know is not really relevant did you say in that state that you will publicly announce using your special talents for collecting indisputable evidence i mean there you know this kind of conduct could be actionable in some civil way intentional yes. infliction of emotional distress can be a Did cause of action in civil court <laughs> but but it's not a basis for the use of deadly defensive force or really on, any kind of force uh, in purported self defense um and it, it's story not like going this, to be criminal even told that a distance may cause whiplash it's that bad yes they had definitely said that including extra stories that could only be heard in recordings or videos to be fully believed. There, there is no legal justification called they were mean to me for the so use of deadly defensive day, force, folks. Which is July 25th. You're telling whoever's reading this that you have evidence, videos and Recordings, correct? I thought the sentence was, um, could you read the sentence again? Actually, Extra stories could only be heard in a recording or video 
to be fully believed. We talked about recordings and videos, correct? We talked about that they could only be believed if they were in a recording or a video, which is what led us to later get those two very things to make sure they wouldn't believe. Did you say towards the end, even a one-time Olympian can be cut down to size? Yes. And then, oh yes, a war, I fear, may be inevitable. Yes. And then at the very end, I'll need all the calm of the Dead Sea to stop me from totally going totally ballistic. Probably, yes. Now, so the, the, the issue of whether or not this defendant admits to the shooting. So normally when you claim self-defense, uh, it's a self-defense is a legal defense of confession and avoidance. You confess to the underlying physical conduct and you seek to avoid criminal liability on the grounds of justification. It's not, I didn't shoot that person. I have an alibi. I was someplace else. It's I shot that person. I did it. I shot him, but I did so in self-defense. We have an odd wrinkle here where all the evidence is consistent with him. Uh, The gun that was used, he had acquired from another person that was in his control, that the gun used was in his possession and control, used to shoot her and at the boyfriend. But he says, uh, the defendant here says that there were uh, allegations uh, that, that made by this house, woman and her correct? boyfriend towards him in the minutes preceding um, the shooting I, that I were so that distressful to him this. that he has basically he, he lost his memory, his you, recollection you between that moment those accusations any were any made rent, all the way until he the regained we recollection in the, in the hospital. So he has no actual personal memory of firing the shots. Now, you were paying. I mean, normally that could be enough to lose the legal defense, self defense, not get a self defense instruction read to the jury all by itself. Except there's there's sufficient other facts in the case consistent with him doing the shooting, and he's not denying the shooting. He's just saying he can't remember. Uh, that he'll probably get the self defense instruction, but getting the self defense instruction is not going to be very helpful. Absent. Um, really, any evidence consistent with those five elements of self-defense, folks, innocence, eminence, proportionality, avoidance, and, and reasonableness. Any evidence that he was facing a, a reasonably perceived eminent threat of death or serious bodily injury, and he had no way to safely retreat under the circumstances, there's like zero evidence there. So, while the state has the burden of disproving a claim of self-defense beyond a reasonable doubt, uh, that's not that hard to do when there the evidence in favor of self-defense approaches there was zero. The money given to him for the horse that he couldn't sell, and so yes, we we're, we're living in a house and paying money. Yes. Again, let's let's break this down if, if oh, we could. Sure. When you first come 
to his facility. Mm -hmm. He only have two horses, correct? My first time, yes. So uh, jury nullification, was, folks, mm -hmm. is both a thing and not a thing. It's not a thing in the sense that horses, it doesn't exist mm -hmm. as a a recognized legal doctrine. There is no jury nullification correct? jury instruction. The lawyers are not allowed to argue jury nullification to the jury. The jurors are not allowed to argue jury nullification to each other. That's not permissible conduct because it's not law. That said, nobody knows what jurors are actually doing in deliberations, particularly not what any one individual juror is doing. So if one individual you, juror is aware of the concept of jury nullification and decides, hey, if I applied the law, this defendant would be guilty, but I don't like the law, so I simply won't apply it. I simply will vote not guilty every single time so we have a vote. Your father's uh, no one would know he was applying jury nullification doctrine, and therefore, uh, and he's not required to explain how he's concluding not guilty. So you can do it jury nullification in that sense. Um, but he's not going to be able to allow to argue to other jurors about jury nullification. And these lawyers are not going to be allowed to argue jury nullification to the jury. Living on the property, did it? I told Michael I was bringing my boyfriend. And then I had two dogs. I wanted to make sure he knew that in case it was a pet issue or whatever. He sat on the phone in an hour-long conversation. No problem. And then he sent a text to my father, which read something like, she's going to love the apartment. They're going to love it. Um, it's so wonderful. It even has antiques. My father then sent me that message. I read it. I said, all right, sounds like a plan. I guess... I can't really say no to this offer. It's too good to be true or refuse. And we took the offer gratefully. Shane, if you have an example of a Georgia Did judge overriding jury nullification in the trial uh, in Georgia, send me send me the case citation. So, I'd love I, to see that. Or, or uh, there won't be a case citation. It's a trial case. Uh, but send me some identifying so information for that case. I, Florida, I'd love to learn more about that. That, that would be extraordinarily unusual. 2018, how many horses were you boarding when you first came up? When I first came to meet Michael, you mean? Yes, in New Jersey. Yes. How many actual horses? It's going to be a hard sell, <laughs> folks. Two, it's going to be a hard sell to the jury that this woman so, and her boyfriend and, and uh, took, knocked the defendant unconscious, took his gun, and then shot each true, other. Correct? He shot her in the correct. chest twice. Change, yes. Just to scam this two dude. horses for five thousand mm -hmm. dollars and a living accommodation. Correct. correct. Okay. And then there came a time when you brought in two more horses. Correct. There came a time when I purchased a horse from Michael, making that the third horse. Or sorry, making that the third horse. Correct. So that was a horse that Michael wanted off his hands. I paid for the horse. We agreed that I paid for the horse. The horse gets to stay where he's lived his whole life and no changes made. Training will be included because the horse has shivers. He's got a lot of health issues, yada, yada. Bottom line, I say, Michael, here, I'm going to give you this money for this horse. He's got these issues, but he shouldn't be moved from his home. So I buy the horse from Michael. He then says, okay, you know, you just buy the horse. He'll keep the stall. He'll keep taking lessons on him like usual. Nothing changes. 
Okay, now what's the name of that horn? JT. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, you're making it sound as if it took some lame horse off, horse off his hands. Mm -hmm. That's that's your position? My position is that the horse had issues, health issues, serious ones, including cushions, um, shivers. Um, I can name a bunch of other things, really bad case of shivers. Um, and yes, I bought the horse because I had ridden him all the time. Others didn't get along with him. I did. I fell in love with the damn horse, excuse my language. Um, and I bought him. And Michael agreed that it was probably best because probably he wouldn't get anywhere near the money he would have gotten. Uh, when a judge does a, a verdict not notwithstanding, um, so a judgment notwithstanding him, the verdict, uh, it's normally when the uh, jury's voted to voted horse, guilty and, and the judge decides that's an insane outcome. No rational jury could have determined guilt on the evidence and law before them. And he changes the verdict to not guilty in favor of the defendant. Going the other way is very different, folks. A jury that votes to acquit for the judge to find that defendant guilty, that would be bizarre. Let's go to another area, please. All right, so 2019, you have two horses. You buy JT, which makes a third horse. I just, it's, it's unimaginable to me what any of this, correct? the number of horses, 5, the horse was sick. The 30 or 40 <laughs> that I just paid Michael for the horse that I got from him, yes. Okay. That, that has nothing to do with the monthly fee that you're paying. It has nothing no, to do with anything. Correct. It's not a monthly fee. That was a one-time payment. Okay. Done. Finished. Horse sold. Okay. Finished. And, and then you get another horse, correct? No, I already had. Well, no, I already owned those horses. Did you bring another horse to Barrisones? Yes, I bought a fourth horse. When was that? When was that? May... Um, there's a post on Facebook actually. So, so if she brought it. a fourth horse, um, that justifies the shooting. She arrived that day, and what day? like whatever the day, maybe June seventh. I want to say. Well, so what? Um, what if no. she brought eight horses and didn't pay for board? That's a civil matter. Okay, I, I and sometime know. in June. That doesn't justify the June, use of deadly force in self-defense. And, and can I assume that you started paying another twenty-five? Mr. Belinkus, I just ruled on this. This is not. I find this not relevant. For the reasons I just stated at sidebar. So this is totally Uh, Mr. Uh, Belinkus, move on. My ruling stands. I don't find it relevant. Uh, I certainly understand that.
bracket at some point in time. Uh, in most, in almost, almost all states, it's the Michael the jury decides Barrison. guilt um, or not People guilt only, and the court decides media, the sentence. Correct? The jury normally has no role in deciding a sentence, uh, unless it's a capital case, and then, then they do have a role in deciding whether capital punishment should apply. Um, there are a couple of states where the jury does play a role in deciding sentence. Uh, either recommend a sentence or they determine the sentence. I believe West Virginia is one of those, but I don't think New Jersey is one of those. I think New Jersey follows the standard um, practice of the jury having nothing to do with the sentence, only having to do with finding guilt or lack of guilt on the charge and lesser included. What's an insurance game? Yeah, I probably claimed that on Facebook somewhere. Yes. You probably, you don't have a specific recollection no. of telling people that he committed insurance fraud? No, I only had the specific recollection of what he himself said about it. I don't remember whether or not I decided to go blabbing on Facebook about it. So uh, could could their conduct towards this defendant, apparently intentionally choice. driving him crazy, uh, could that be a mitigating factor in sentencing? Uh, in theory, fine, yes. Correct? Uh, unfortunately, oh, yes, when we're talking about sentences so like uh, murder, you the question, did um, you usually the, the threshold crime, is life in prison. So there, there's not much to mitigate there. Uh, if that is accusing him of a crime, I correct? suppose in theory we could have uh, the defense arguing yeah, imperfect self-defense. New Jersey recognizes the doctrine of imperfect self-defense. Exact or even a conviction on attempted murder, the judge could mitigate that. So the jury finds so him guilty of a attempted I'm murder. Uh, they could argue imperfect self-defense to the judge. The judge could mitigate that to um, attempted manslaughter. Manslaughter would have more of a range in sentencing. And then their conduct of, of, of Lauren Kanarek well, and her boyfriend uh, could be argued as a factor in mitigating the sentence within the range for manslaughter. You contacted SafeSport, the town, uh, maybe other agencies. Uh, did you ever contact uh, yeah, the insurance I don't, company? And I don't. This I don't think this defense lawyer have? is B. Ivory no, Lamar tier. Uh, I think he's below he B. Ivory Lamar tier. I think in terms of um, uh, skill set, they're probably roughly equivalent in terms of arguing, questioning. Uh, but at well, least we Lamar bought theater to the table, questions. and this guy doesn't bring that. He wasn't having it, so I looked at it along that point. You just said that you were aware of the fact that Michael Barrison didn't even negotiate the fraud claim. There was a private adjuster that did that. Correct. Yeah, I saw that interview of uh, Prosecutor Banger from the Rittenhouse case. This point to the relevance. I think this is getting by the uh, the either. I, I, I thought it was the president of the New York Bar. It may have been the American Bar Association, but I thought it was the New York Bar. In any case, <laughs> whoever this uh, legal authority is uh, asked whether Binger would appeal the acquittal of Rittenhouse. Uh, prosecutors can't really appeal acquittals, folks. That's, that's, that's not how the criminal justice system works. Now, three days before the shooting, Un unless there was some uh, substantive Facebook, legal error uh, by the judge, something really grievous, from my just completely misstated the law. Livelihood uh, and even writing. Once the defendant is acquitted, that's pretty much it. Should I refuse to adhere to the things I've been put through constantly? Mm -hmm. I did yes, like that. 
Yeah. So if you ever go to a criminal courthouse, folks, you'll see uh, you'll see some guys in uh, not very expensive suits hanging around, wearing ties, having briefcases. Uh, and these are criminal defense attorneys who um, whose clients don't come to them. They basically go to the clients to hang on the courtroom. They look for people uh, who look like defendants who don't know what to do. Uh, people charged who don't know what to do. They approach them, ask them if they need a lawyer, and basically they're, they're ginning up business right there in the courthouse. Uh, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. Uh, I mean, if I were you know, starting a criminal like, law practice to today, fresh out of law school, there, so I might do much the same. I guess. But you're not likely to be picking up a very good or experienced to, criminal defense attorney in that way, there, saying, uh, just drifting around the oh, courtroom, yeah, because those guys don't get their you, clients but, that way. Oh, those yeah, guys have an office house, and their clients come to them. Calling every single place, telling them, don't take their horses. That was happening. Then the girlfriend was calling... Not just calling, um, Michael and the girlfriend weren't just going. They were actually going so far as to cyberstalk all of my social media pages <laughs> back to up to like five years to see if I ever had a conflict with anyone and then get that person involved in this dispute. Well, they should have done Whether that before they that brought her in to live there as a tenant. Two years, 10 years, it didn't matter. They were doing things that were not okay by any of the governing bodies. Of the and looking at someone's internet history that's publicly available is not cyber stalking, and folks. Quite frankly, by the uh, that's not what stalking means. Stalking would be be if they were pursuing her in a harassing manner across the internet. Contacting people that knew you, correct? I don't know who. Among them, yes. Okay. And also other people. Michael wrote. Um, in a text message to someone. How did you see the text message? Twitter. It was posted publicly on Twitter okay. that Michael posted literally these words. I'm a very big guy in the Olympics. I have a lot of power here or whatever. Um, I, I'm good friends with the head counts, with the CEO, Murray Kessler, um, and the chief of staff or the chief counsel, Sonia Keating. I have a lot of power there. Like, basically, once you've gone to the Olympics, you have all this power. So, um, you know, I'm going to be able to do whatever I want, encouraging this You said I'm going to be able to do whatever I want in that Twitter? Something like that. I, I'm paraphrasing most of these things, you know, like you sort of have a little bit. But, um, <laughs> yes, in the instance that you're discussing, yes, on Twitter, it's public, posted publicly. The text message that Michael Barrison wrote to this person saying, Mary Haskins said she found you online. She's never met you. I'm this big guy in Olympic sports. I have a lot of friends. I'm good best friends or good friends with the head counsel, Murray Kessler, who's the CEO. Um, I'm, oh, the lead counsel, Sonia Keating, good friend as well, basically asserting his power. He's this big Olympian who can bully us peons into submission in whatever way he wants on an anger tantrum or a temper tantrum and get others involved in doing it. What do they call this bully crying? When, when a bully gets called the on their own behavior, they find something about the other person's and behavior to cry the about to make themselves look like the victim. But also be weaponization of the oversight body and a violation of their code.
right. as he well knows. And you think that by him contacting these people and, and, and talking to them about you and what is going on, specifically the postings that you're making. This is not, this is not legal argument. I, I don't even know why the judge is allowing this. Something this. He's like a friend of Michael's who's getting into an argument an with this person who's been harassing Michael. Really like they bumped are? into each other at the supermarket sorry, or at a bar. The question in that. That's the reason that you just stated in your last answer is the reason why you claimed in this post that your life and livelihood have all been threatened. Yes, when an Olympian blatantly says to someone in a text message, I am going to ruin this person's life. Who said that? Michael said it. He said there is a text out there or any post. Can you let, let her finish, Mr. Okay. Belenkis, please? I'll withdraw the question. Is there any Actually, yeah, post? I do believe there is a text out there okay. that he wrote. Okay. Did you give that text to the prosecutor for him to no. use in this court courtroom? No, I did not. Where is that text that you just said Michael Barrison said he was going to ruin your life? Well, we heard him saying it. We heard he texted people this, saying he's going to ruin our lives and, quote, find a way to make our lives hell. We got wind of the fact that he was, in fact, doing that when we spoke to... Another if he's got a legal argument for the defense, I've yet to hear it. Um, I'm sure it'll come in later. Um, but, like I said, for all the world to see, he put on display by texting this woman that he is this big guy in Olympics and that she, in fact, a person who's not even a horse person, should immediately call these uh, uh, sorry oversight bodies and make complaints against us and this is a person that I had a personal dispute with that ended We got about 15 more minutes of this nonsense, folks. was telling her, make this complaint, and don't worry, it's okay. I'm a big guy in Olympic sports. No one's going to... That's what. That's how was, the text reads. Was that... I'm sorry, who, what was, was the question? Was that... Don't even think about going there, Mr. Belenkis. Move on. Okay. We're going down a rabbit hole here. Okay. Move on. I, I have to concur yes with the no judge. If you can answer that way, is there a text message to support what you there, just there needs said to be uh, some Michael overarching Barrison structure narrative that ties into whatever legal life. argument this lawyer is trying to make? Um, and I, yes I can't no. see one. I, if I recall correctly, there is. Okay. I would and, not. I would not swear my life on it. Those exact words were used, but I would testify that some. Words that effect were used in the text. And did you tell that to Prosecutor Shel Shelhorn? I don't know. I honestly don't remember. I mean, we have I'm all sure of had his... many conversations. You're aware of the fact that we have all of his Texas, your Texas, Mary mm -hmm. Haskins' Texas. Well, Judge, I don't, I don't know that that's accurate. That yeah, have... Mr. Belenkis, ignore that, members of the jury. Ask another question, please. Or not. Would it surprise you to know that Michael Barrison doesn't have a Twitter account? No, it wouldn't surprise me. He has a Facebook account, though. Well, you just said you saw it on Twitter, correct? Yes, I saw it posted by another person on Twitter. Another person? Yes, a text made by Michael Barrison <laughs> to I this just, person. I, I don't know. And I mean, this person admittedly, listen, in, in the defense lawyers... Of that message on Twitter. He, he just may have nothing to work with. But 
a good attorney would be more effective than this, even with nothing to work with. Let me ask you this. Did you ever post something regarding Barrison and Mary Haskins and then delete it? Not that I recall, unless uh, Facebook took it down or um, a site that thought that the post was inappropriate that edit or delete it. I do not recall deleting any posts. That's more Mary Haskins thing. You just talked about having uh, <laughs> She didn't delete any posts. That's the defendant's girlfriend who does that. I mean, the snark years. she's allowed to get away with here on the witness stand is amazing. Did there come a time when you would use those words to taunt him? His own words. Taunt him? Yes. No, no, we're not called that. Would, what do you call when you pay post private conversations that someone has on social media? Um, do you think that that would have an impact right, on the question? Yes. Uh, how many questions? Just one at a time. Let her answer, <laughs> and then you ask a follow-up. I would think that since in those very recordings that you're speaking of, he literally says... Listen, I'm not asking you what he said. I'm asking you... Mr. Belinkus. She's not answering the question, Judge. I, I don't know because you cut her off. I don't know if she's answering it or not. I'll withdraw the question. I think you should withdraw and move on to another area. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But you're Did just not you being productive here. Post private conversations that you recorded of Michael Barrison on social media. Yes, I did. Did you text him? Yeah, by the way, folks, for anybody who doesn't know, if you're involved in some kind of use of force event uh, and you're facing criminal charges, uh, the first thing the authorities do is subpoena all your social media. All of it. And that includes anything you think was deleted. Uh, It may include things that you typed in the platform and didn't even hit send. Everything you type on that platform, they're capturing. You must presume. Uh, So if you're going to use these social media platforms, just be prepared. Um, The day could come when the entire world will see everything you've ever put on there. Things you think are private, uh, direct messages. The police get all of it. And this is the one where you start off where you say, some advice to all couples, never give an ultimatum. Yeah, this, is the, this is the post you just read a few seconds ago. No, this is totally different. This is chapters. August 6th. It's not always illegal to tape someone without their knowledge. If you're in a two-party state, that's true. But if you're in a one-party state, you're privileged to record, even if you're the only person who knows the conversation is being recorded. 35. Yes. And I think that's page 3135 of S402. Just so the record is clear about what. Yeah, nothing is ever actually deleted from social media, folks. You you just can't see it anymore. It's hidden from immediate view. It's still there in the background. Yes, this is the one where you read about the home record girlfriend. And VK. No, this, this, is, the this post. is this is a different one. August sixth. Yes, the sixth chapter post that we read talked about. Nope. We haven't gone over this one. This is okay. another one. Okay, you say so. I'll, I'll take your word for it. Okay. August sixth, two thousand and nineteen. Mm-hmm. 
Now, you start off this social media post by saying, never give an ultimatum. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, it appears that uh, New Jersey is a one-party consent state, so only one party in the recording needs to know that the recording is being made. I have no idea. Probably. Actually, yes, I did. But I don't know how direct they were. I don't know how to answer that question. Yes, they're ultimatums. I I don't know how having two phones is going to help you unless you can make one of the phones magically disappear. But if anyone's ever seen you with a second phone, then the authorities know there's a second phone. Michael, I believe in. And they will look hard. And destroying the physical phone doesn't make the records go away. And these were all captured from your locker in this stable area that's correct yeah of course it's new jersey so they still have these ridiculous uh, plexiglass shields why they were doing it in front of my uh, locker uh, around the courtroom it's Uh, and there are horses you know once a cult takes hold it's uh it's hard to break that hold they don't go in living areas have you listened to all these tapes there's not horses going by mr belinkus okay come on enough of the comments please just ask a question, get an answer, ask another question. Uh, with regards to this post, which is the day before the shooting, mm-hmm. you're talking about, and correct me if I'm wrong. It's, it, it's not a great way to get rid of tenants to put a for sale sign on the house, folks. And insecure people. Right? <laughs> That's not, they still won't leave. And then you can't sell the house because the new buyers won't buy the house with the old tenants in there. They won't go to closing. And again, you say, and correct me if I'm wrong, numerous world-class show animals and even managed to get the human husband on an alternate list for a coveted spot. The, in the judge Olympics telling the defense attorney to engage in appropriate cross-examination is not bias or misconduct by the judge. In, uh, That's the judge keeping order in again, his courtroom. Just a random example. When the, the defense lawyer needs to be a good enough attorney to work within the rules for procedure in the courtroom. Potentially make a statement and, and try to cover your tracks with another statement like that's only examples i'm not talking about you or using metaphors did you try to disguise who you were talking about probably so that it wouldn't be so i'll just leave it yes probably that would make sense will you agree with me that it's clear in this post that you're talking about barisone and haskins it's clear to me yes or to anybody that knows Barisone or Haskins, correct? And that knows I'm training with them, and that's where I'm located, and that had they made these phone calls, bad-mouthing us for what we believe is no reason, they might come to my page and say, okay, there's another side of the story. Okay. And I wouldn't have to say a name or out anybody so that anyone else would know. But those people that we discussed we're getting phone calls that were not involved in anything going on. Would maybe come to my page and say, "Okay, I, I'm, there's more to this than what we're hearing from their side at the moment." Yeah, for those of you who've come in new, if you could hit that subscribe button, that would really be appreciated. We're within inches of hitting thirty thousand um, subscribers. No one's more surprised than me, yeah, folks. But oh, yeah. there it is. We're real close. Said here, um, upon this hypothetical, where are we? 
husband in quotes. We are 71 people away from hitting 30,000. So if we can get 71 more subscribers, that would be fantastic. You need to be subscribed to comment. So it's in your favor. Hit the like button. Hit the bell to get our notifications. Don't forget about that. Uh, and if you comment, uh, that helps the uh, trick the YouTube algorithm, which is extremely hostile to folks like me, folks like Nick Riqueda. Uh, It tricks the algorithm into spreading word of our work uh, sooner. So uh, I would really appreciate that. We're getting ready. We're getting close to the uh, wrap up, uh, to the end of this. I do have some uh, wrap up commentary at the end. So uh, if you could hang uh, in there for another that, minute uh, or two after, uh, after the, the judge <laughs> finally Haskins, adjourns court for the day, uh, which will be in about uh, five minutes, uh, I'd appreciate it. Her boyfriend once shared with his wife. Mr. Belenkis, let me see that sidebar, please. It's just, this is just ugly, ugly defense. And yes, we, we can presume that this woman and her boyfriend were absolutely horrible, monstrous, horrific, sociopathic, narcissistic people intent on this man's emotional destruction. I mean, look at him here. Certainly looks emotionally destroyed. Intent on his uh, professional destruction, destruction of his reputation. We can presume all those things to be true, and it still does not justify him shooting them. That's not there. Uh, apparently, he got the uh, the pink gun from someone who'd driven up from North Carolina, either to uh, I don't I don't recall the reason, but they they came up from out of state and they uh, they lent him the gun. Um, so he's been charged with the gun crime of coming into unlawful possession of that gun under New Jersey law. There are states like New Jersey, Massachusetts, New York, where you need a permit merely to possess a gun. I know that many of you living elsewhere in the country will be shocked. Um, in most states, you, you may need a permit to carry a gun concealed, although I believe it's 24 states now are constitutional carry states. Um, but in most states, even if you do require a permit to carry the gun in public, you certainly don't need a permit to buy a gun and keep it at home. But in the, in the really hard anti-gun states like New Jersey, Massachusetts, New York, uh, you need a permit merely to be in possession of the firearm, even in your own home, or at least a handgun. By the way, very, very foolish to uh, bring a gun into New Jersey if uh, you do not have authority under New Jersey right, law to be on, in Mr. possession Blankus. of that gun. They will happily prosecute you to the ends of the earth. Or is this a good time to break, Mr. Belenkis? 425. I think it is. Hi. Right. It's my wife's. Six well, we don't, we don't need to get into that. We'll just, just tell me, yes, it's time to break. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll break for today. Please don't discuss the case. All right, we'll see you tomorrow morning, same time. All right, so that's it for that. An ugly, another ugly performance uh, by the uh, defense counsel here. It's, uh, what can I say? He it, it just does not come, unless it's all, it's all a charade. 
maybe he's looking to appear incompetent for sympathy from the jury. That's not the way I would play it. Um, I, it just looks to me like he's not a very good defense attorney. Um, so if you, if you don't have the facts on your side, so you can't pound on the facts and you don't have the law on your side, so you can't pound on the law, uh, you need an exceptionally clever lawyer there to do effective pounding on the table. And it appears to me this defendant does not have an exceptionally effective attorney for that purpose. Uh, I will take a look at the super chat questions in just a moment. Also the law self-defense member questions. Uh, before I do that, though, I do want to mention again to all of you who may have come in late, uh, we are running a series of 100% free Law of Self-Defense webinars. We're calling these the hard-to-convict webinars. Uh, they bust a number of common myths about self-defense law, myths that are commonly believed and if followed uh, are really just leading you straight to uh, conviction in prison for much of the rest of your life. So we don't want you to do that. So we're doing this 100% free, hard-to-convict webinar uh, a series of them, they're all the same, so you would only want to attend one, I would imagine. Um, we have a series of them because each is limited to 100 people. So that's so we can have effective Q&A, um, but they are only 100. 100 sounds like a lot, but these webinars will fill up very, 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 very quickly, folks. They always do. So if you'd like to grab your free seat at one of the scheduled lawselfdefense.com uh, hard-to-convict webinars, I would encourage you to do that sooner rather than later. And you can do that at lawofselfdefense.com slash hard to convict. Uh, also, of course, you can always get a free copy of our best-selling book, The Law of Self-Defense. Free meaning we eat the cost of the book. Uh, we do ask that you still cover the cost of shipping and handling to you. Um, that's about eight or nine bucks, I think. Or you can get the book at Amazon uh, and then you pay... I think it's 20 or $25 for the book, plus whatever the shipping and handling is. Order it from us, and we eat the cost of the book. We just ask you to cover the cost of the U.S. Postal Service and our warehouse guys who pack these things up, uh, about eight or nine bucks, and the rest we cover. And you can get the free co copy of our best-selling, The Law of Self-Defense Principles book at lawofselfdefense.com slash free book. Easy enough to uh, remember, lawofselfdefense.com slash free book. All right. So let me see. We There weren't a ton of super chats coming in, but let me take a quick look to see if we have more. And it looks like uh, Contrarian420, thank you for your super chat. He writes, uh, he's picking up glimmers of sane and cogent concern in Michael. That would be Michael Barrison, the defendant as he observes how poorly his counsel is performing in this cross. Well, maybe. Uh, I, I guess I have to say I, I haven't observed that, but um, certainly if uh, Barrison's uh, demeanor uh, at the defense table of looking like a person who's completely broken, uh, if it's all an act uh, for the purpose of trying to gain an acquittal and then you lose confidence in this strategy by your defense counsel, assuming it, it is an act and that is the strategy, uh, yeah, uh, maybe the act dissipates if it appears it's not working. I don't know. I guess we'll see moving forward. And in terms of our member area, let's see. 
Uh, Robert, yes, we got the uh, we got the feed fixed to our Law of Self Defense members. Apparently, the feed was working to our Platinum members, which is how I see the broadcast on the Law of Self Defense member dashboard, as you might imagine, but not on our standard membership. But that's now fixed. Uh, yep. Okay. And uh, the other people are just confirming that. All right, folks. Um, I think that's all we have for today. Uh, maybe tomorrow morning I'll pull up today's continuing cross examination. It doesn't look like it's going to be much different than today, but the only way to know for sure is to see. Um, and I believe uh, the state also called the other victim in this case, victim, the victim of the uh, defendant's um, attempted use of force. Uh, he fired at the uh, Lauren Canarick's boyfriend, missed but fired at him. That's the basis for the second attempted murder count here. I believe the boyfriend takes the witness stand. That looks like it may be more of an enjoyable train wreck uh, from what I'm seeing in the comments. Uh, so we'll probably check that out tomorrow. So if you want to join us tomorrow, we will send out uh, notifications um, on uh, on YouTube. So click that subscribe button, bang that bell, uh, and uh, hopefully YouTube will notify you of our uh, live shows. We'll probably do a morning and an afternoon just like we did today covering that distant testimony. All right, folks. Uh, that all said, thank you very much for joining me here today. I'll remind you all, as I do every show, that if you carry a gun so that you're hard to kill, uh, which is what I do, I carry a gun so I'm hard to kill, do it every day so my family is hard to kill, then you also owe it to yourself and your family to make sure you know the law so you're hard to convict. Until tomorrow, I remain Attorney Andrew Branca for Law of Self-Defense. Stay safe.